in the presence of the Lord to hear what God has to say for us on today. I thank God for my husband being here, the man of God that prays for his wife, that when his wife needs correction, give her correction. Hallelujah. I thank God for him. I thank God for our Facebook viewers that's listening and watching on Facebook. Thanks for being a part this morning with us. We're going to continue with engaging increase through intercessory prayer. My objective is to help you realize your authority in prayer. Two is to help you realize prayer is a dialogue not a monologue. It is you and God talking and conversing and having fellowship with each other. It's not just you giving him your order, what you want, but it's you listening to him and getting instruction from him in the way that you should go and the things that you should do for your individual lives that you can be successful in this journey. Three, to help you realize in order to win in this life, we must pray. If Jesus prayed, we also have to pray in order to win this fight of faith that we are in right now. Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. In the midst of it all, Jesus' last words was, Father, forgive them. So sometimes people go do things that you might not like, might not agree with, but we have to take just like the Father did and say, Father, forgive them. When we wasn't living right, wasn't doing right, he was yet still praying and believing that we will be saved. When they were smacking him, hitting him, piercing his side, he was still yet saying, Father, forgive them. So sometimes things going to happen that you're not going to like, but we got to take it like Jesus did and ask God to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. So turn that other cheek. That's what he did. And that's what he's asking us and telling us to do, just like he did. We have authority in prayer, Ephesians 2 and 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with whom, which he loved us, even we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So know your authority. When you go in prayer, know that you are seated in heavenly places. You have a father that is helping you to win this battle. Intercessory prayers, when you are praying on the behalf of somebody else, when you're petitioning God for your spouse, for your kids, your community, 
your job, whatever you are petitioning God for, the things that you're dealing with, the things that you're facing, and the things that you see. We see in our, our nation rumors of wars. We're seeing more things, discrimination. Not that it wasn't there, but now we got Facebook, now we got cameras. We're able to see those things. But those are the things that we have to pray and stand in the gap for. Because the enemy would like to have all of us dead. His desire is that we be killed. He come to kill, steal, and destroy, but God come that we might have life. And as the intercessors, we have to stand on watch, and we have to be the ones that's praying and believing God for our young people. I want my kids to go to work, go wherever they go, go, and come home safe. I want to go to, on my job and come home safe. I want you to go on your job and come home safe. But if it's the plan of the enemy, we will be destroyed. I want Flint to have good water. I want those that cannot even afford water, that they will make a way that we can have water again. Everybody can't afford to go get water every day. So that's the things we got to pray for. Pray for our, our president. Because every day you hear or seeing something, he done tweeted or done said. But we have to pray, despite what we see. Because we serve a God that can answer prayer. We serve a God that can do more than we can ever think or dream of. But as intercessors, we are the one that's standing in the gap. We are the one that's bridging it. That the enemy would not have our households. That the enemy would not have our city. That the enemy would not have our state. That the enemy would not have our nation. That's why we are praying. That's why we are increasing in prayer. Because we are going before the Father. Hallelujah. Eight things that intercessory prayer does. This part is review, so I'm going to go through this quickly. One, intercessory calls us to internalize God's word and changes us. Two, Intercession ignites our hearts to people and places we pray for. Three, intercession renews our hope and our faith. As we intercede, intercession imparts life into us. Intercession makes a long-term impact beyond our age. Certain prayers we go pray, we're not going to even live to see them. But we are praying and believing God. Intercession also humbles us. Seven, intercession changed the spiritual atmosphere. So that's why when we go up in our heavenly language, it changes the atmosphere. The enemy don't know what we're saying. It's a communication that we are communicating with the Father. It's a coded message that only he knows, but he'll give us insight. And tell us what direction we ought to go in. Amen. Intercession caused multiple blessings to be returned to the intercessor. As you pray for others, blessings is going to come to you. Because one, you're going to see the answers of prayers. Things that you have been believing God for. You're going to see that that situation is turned around. And then the things that you need is going to turn around just like those situations. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Because God is someone we can depend on. He is dependable. We can go boldly before the throne of grace in the time of need. Because he is very present when we are in need. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. He is right there on our behalf. But the enemy doing his job. Me and my husband was talking about it. And you know how you have the employee of the year, the employee of the month. Satan is the employee of the year. He don't stop. He keep on going. He doing his job. He's studying us. Those cycles and situations, he's trying to get us to repeat them. But but the blood of Jesus. So that's why we got to know who we are in Christ. We cannot be conformed to this world, but we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that we can prove whether that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for our situation. That's a battle we got to face on a daily basis. Because he's not going to stop. When thoughts come, we got to cast those thoughts down and bring them under the subjection of the word of God. What do God say in this situation? That's what we got to lean and depend on. No matter what you're hearing. What is God saying? Because right ain't right unless God says it's right. So we have to know our authority in prayer and how we pray and use that authority. Now we're going to go to eight ways to use our authority. Number one, abide in Christ. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So as you abide in Christ, you are able to pray the things that are on God's heart. Because our desires even got to line up. And as you communicate with God, even your desires ain't the right desires. He'll turn those desires around. Some of us want to eat different, but we so used to fried chicken, fried, fried, fried. We got to ask God to change those desires around because it's not helping us. It's literally killing us, especially if we do it too much. But when you ask him and abide in him, he'll turn it around. Two, we have to be steadfast in prayer and ready for battle. We have to use our authority in prayer. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Me and you are flesh and blood, right? He said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, 
against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So that's why daily, when we take in our authority, we have to put on the armor that we can stand and withstand in the evil day. So it's letting you know it's the evil day, but you're going to have to stand and you're going to have to put on the armor of God so that you can be able to shield and fight against those things that's trying to come against you. Know that you are in the enemy's territory and you are here to fight for God's kingdom in prayer. That God's will will be done on earth as it's being done right now in heaven. Three, stand upon the promises of God. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man, that he should repent. Has he said it, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken it, and will he not make good on it? What have he told you? Those things that he have told you, he's going to do it. Those things that he has promised to you, he's going to do it. So we have to wait on him. Delay don't mean denial. He's coming. He's going to fight for you. He's going to make a way for you. He's going to show you what direction that you ought to go in. But we got to pray. We got to stand fast. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 said, watch, stand fast in your faith. Be brave, be strong. So no, we don't have to listen to the enemy. No matter what we see, we can speak our promises over our family, our neighborhoods, and our city. Because the things that God promised, he's going to fulfill. Four, know and pray God's words. John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He said, we're going to know the truth. And the truth that you walk in is the truth that's going to make you free. It got to be the truth that you're living by. It got to be the truth that you're abiding by and the truth that you're doing. The speed limit can say 40. So it's really telling me to go 40. But if I decide to go 45 or 50, is that the truth? So if I get a ticket for not abiding by the laws of the land, it's my fault. So God has given us truths in his word. And if we abide by them, we say everything will be okay, and we're going to be free in that truth. But if we decide to do something contrary to what the words say, whatever the consequences that comes along with it, 
That's what we're going to read. And we're going to have to deal with the consequences of that untruth. We might have known it, but we decided to do something different. So the truth that you're walking in is the truth that's going to set you free. Hallelujah. Five, focus on God during times of warfare. 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery darts, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is be revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. The enemy would try to discourage your authority. He would try to have you focus on everything but God. His job is to have you to distrust God. Thinking that God not going to come through. But if you distrust the only help you really have, then what you going to have? Nothing. The enemy already knows his fate. He won't company. So that's why when he come and try to have you do something opposite of what you should do, because he wants you to be his company in hell. Now, when your friends say, your mama ain't going to know, your mama not going to see you, at the end of the day, if mama find out, I'm getting a whooping, not them. Girl, bye. I used to tell people, you know what, my, my mama have a relationship with God to where even if she not, don't see me, the spirit would tell her Eva ain't doing something right. Because that's just how connected she was and how we knew the spirit will wake her up and tell her what's going on. So we can't let the enemy get us distracted and get us off course. We got to stand and therefore stand. Number six says, mix prayer, praise and prayer together. That's how we're going to use our authority in prayer. Acts 16, 26, 25 and 26. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosened. Worship is an atmosphere where truth dwells. There is power released in a worship warfare. God is greater than all the attacks that the enemy can do. As they were praying and singing songs unto God. So that's why worship is vital. They didn't say they was preaching. Some things can fall off in the midst of worship. As you begin to pray, as you begin to worship, as you begin to sing songs unto God, deliverance can go forth even before the word comes forth. Because you are in tune. Because when we worship, we got to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not about me. It's about you. 
Yup, God, I messed up, but I ask you to forgive me. That's in that spirit and in truth. Nor we can only come to a holy God in our truth. I don't always make it. Sometimes I miss that mark. But Lord, help me. All that can happen before the preacher. So when the preacher come, you clean and you're ready to receive what word that God has for you. That's going to enable you to live this life step by step that you got to live. Because your giants that you have to face is not the giants that I have to face. And when we leave this place, we need to be equipped to handle whatever is going to come today. And he's showing us stuff going to come. It's going to be an evil day. But you got to watch and pray. Because our flesh is weak. And our spirit is willing to help us. We can't have our eyes closed. We got to know what's going on at all times. And when we know what's going on at all times, we can take it to God in prayer. Hallelujah. Seven, practice fasting on a regular basis. Matthew 17, 20 and 21. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as the size of a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. Fasting gives you spiritual power and strength to steadfastly stand against the enemy. We want mountain moving faith. It's going to cause prayer and fasting. Because as we pray and as we fast, we decrease and he increases in us. As we discipline this flesh and say, nope, you're not going to have that. And it ain't just food. Sometimes it's like, okay, get off the Facebook, get off the Twitter. Spend time with me. Get off the phone. Turn that TV off. Some things we want to change, we got to do more to make them things change. Want to lose weight, y'all? Eating, eating right is good. But you put some exercise to that, that weight will come off a little, a little faster. You stop eating late at night, some more will come on off. So I like to say, how bad you want it? Because when you want something from God, you want to change from God, you're willing to do whatever it takes to be in his face and say, God, this situation, you got to change me. The situations might not change. But I need to be changed in the midst of the situation. And he would give you that strength to go on in the midst of it all. That strength to know that I am with you in the midst of this. Hallelujah. And eight. Let God peace rule in your heart, Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were caught in one body, and be thankful. An attitude of peace and joy in the midst of darkness is powerful. Paul and Silas were in prison, but they still rejoiced. They were singing. They were worshiping. 
And as they were singing and worshiping, jailers, prison guard, got saved, and his whole household got saved. Because that was a witness. That person knew only God could have done this. And the God that have done this for y'all, I want to know him. Because I know I put change on you. And you're loosened. So that's what we have to have in the midst of it all. Knowing that God is able. Knowing that what God said, he will do. He will perform every promise that he has made to you. Hallelujah. As we look at what God has done, and as we pray, we can depend on God. God is able to do what he said he's going to do on your behalf. I look at an account in Acts, and it's Acts 1, 1 through 19. Herrick had already killed James. Peter was in jail. But the saints of God were praying fervent prayer unto God for Peter. In that situation, they could have had doubt because James was already killed. And they knew that it was said that they were going to do the same thing for Peter. But yet they were praying that God would deliver Peter out of the prison. And God did that. And when Peter came to the house, Rhoda, the servant girl, she was happy. She rejoiced. But she didn't open the door. And when she went to them, they was just like, nah, it's just a vision. It, it couldn't be Peter. They eventually opened the door. And it was Peter there standing in front of them. What I see in that, they was consistent in prayer. They was praying unto God, and God delivered Peter. So sometimes you're going to have setbacks. They killed James. So certain things and things that you might desire might not happen like you want it to happen. But he released Peter. So things that you are believing for, don't let doubt come because that one didn't come like you wanted. Yet believe God because God is able to do it on your behalf. Because they were praying unto God. God heard their prayer, which was the will of God. The will of God was for James to die. But the will of God was for Peter to live. So when you know the will of God for your situation, you can hold fast knowing that God is going to come through on your behalf. All year, Destiny have had, we've been praying. 
We started the year off with prayer priorities, the things that we have been believing God for, things that you was believing God for, for goals for this year, points of agreement, and priorities as a family and as a church. Pastor David has been continuing to pray over these prayer priorities. And I believe that even in your own household, those things, Lord, that you have written down, you are petitioning God for. When I look at the prayer priorities that the Jared family has been praying and believing God for, God is answering prayer. And I see it. But why? We are praying. We were believing God for. We were asking God for opportunities to be open. We were asking God for ways to be made. God has answered that. I work for, or I'm about to leave Chase Bank. Um, I have been praying for a new opportunity, another door to be open. God opened that door. It's something because there's a prayer that I put on our priority, but it's a prayer that I've been praying for a while because I feel I can be a better help at a different financial institution, um, which is a credit union because they're willing to help more people. It's times when I prayed that prayer and I wondered, was God going to come through? It was times when I went and interviewed with other people but that just wasn't the right place in the right time. It was times when I felt I don't have to deal with what y'all are trying to put on me. Y'all ain't being fair. Y'all ain't right. I can go. God said, no, you ain't. You're not finna go anywhere. Even though I know some things wasn't right, wasn't being done right, God said, be still. And then when I put it on this year, okay, God, however you open it up, however you make a way. And God made a way, and he opened that door for me to be able to go to a credit union. At the time that he opened the door, everything been good. I got a new boss. She cool. I'm cool. Everything good. Then he allowed me to leave. I gave them my two-week notice, and um, on the 18th, I'll start at a new place. But I said that to say this, when I wanted to leave, it wasn't right. I had to wait on God and get his clearance before I could leave. That's something that I had been praying for for a while because I see people come every day that I can't help, that I want to help. And I know this other institution tries to find ways to say yes to you when you need help. And I want to be a part of finding a way to say yes. I want to be a part of helping you to get that yes from that institution. So it's a, it's a bigger door. It's a better opportunity. It's increase in finance, increase all the way around. But it was in God's timing that that increase came. But I didn't give up. I kept believing God. I had prophecies that knew was coming, more contracts, more opportunities. When I look back, that was like in 2016, I'm in 18. And literally when I got that prophecy, it was May 1st of 2016. And now I'm in May, when I start will be the 18th of 2018. So I'm saying, hold on, 
What you believe in God for, don't give up. Wait on it. He's going to come through. And when he comes through, he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ever ask or think or dream of. So don't get discouraged. Fight the good fight of faith. If it's for your healing, don't stop confessing healing despite what you see. Because God is going to come through. I've seen people that's believing for houses just going to walk into brand new houses. But they've been, been believing for a long time, but the door is open now for them. I see jobs that people are, have been believing for or promotions in their job. job. God is doing it. But it's in his timing. When I snap my hands, he don't move. He move, but he won't get ready to move. But we can't lose faith in the midst of it all. We got to hold on to God, knowing that he is able, knowing that he is going to do it in his timing. Knowing that if you don't do it, God, I still love you. Because I know you got me at the end of the day. Can you stand to be blessed? There's things that's going to come with that blessing. Yep, a new job, new people I got to learn, new things I got to learn. But can I stand to be blessed? New procedures that I got to learn. But I know he's with me. And I choose not to look at the giants and the grasshoppers that's going to be in that land. And I choose to look at the milk and the honey. I choose to know that God is with me. This is a door that God has opened, that I know he has opened for such a time as this. And I know when I get in there, it's something that only I can do based on my footprint that God has given to me. Be encouraged. The things that you have believed in God for, keep believing God for. Don't give up. Don't stop until you get that answer. And even when you get that answer, you're going to have to continue to pray and believe God. God is not a respected person. What he's done for one, he can do for you also. But we got to hold on to it. We got to know that. That's my daddy. I'm waiting in line. I'm next. I'm next. Because it could be today. It could be tomorrow. But how we going to wait? I'm going to wait with a good attitude. I'm going to patiently wait. Because my delay was not denial. It was just not now. But he came through. We all have a birthday. So if today your birthday, okay. My birthday coming. So know your day coming. Know it's the day that God is going to answer your prayer and what you are believing God for. Because he have greatness for you. 
He has something for you that only you can do it. He hears your cries. He knows what you're dealing with. But he's the only one that can turn it around. He's the only one that can change your situations. Don't distrust him. Because that's your help. God desires for those kids to be saved. Because that's his will. God desires for that spouse to be saved. Because he don't want to see none lost. God desires for us to live in peace and in harmony. That's his will. The word said we, we are the head and not the tail. So God has an abundant life for us. And as we obey him, as we listen, as we do what he tells us to do, and we are sensitive to the spirit, he's going to lead and to guide us in the way that we should go. I like Hallmark movies. Because it's always a happily ever after. The boy get his girl, the girl get her boy. But you know that middle in between to get to the happily ever after? It's a lot of different scenarios. One can be all the way in New York, the other can be in California. But somehow they, it all come together to make a happily ever after. In our lives. In the end, we say it say we win. We're gonna walk on streets of gold, we're gonna be in paradise. But our present here and now, help us, Jesus. We in the middle of it. And we all got a different fight to fight. We're all facing different things. We all have different challenges. The enemy is coming to you in a different way than he coming to me. But God is going to help us through this middle. So that when we get to the other side, that we can hear, well done. That's why we fight in this fight. That's why we live in the life that we live in. To hear that well done. That's why when you get knocked down, you get back up. You can't stay down. You can't stay down. You can't stay down. You got to get back up and fight. Because you got a job that only you can do. Whatever that is, only you can do it. He formed you for a reason. And tomorrow is not promised unto us. So if you don't know him, get to know him. It ain't going to be overnight that everything going to change. Nope, it ain't. It ain't. It's a process.
but he sent his son to die for you and for me. He paid the price, but we just got to accept a free gift and make him lordship over our lives. And maybe you once lived this life, but with hurts, hindrance, setbacks, the enemy convinced you that you can do better by yourself. He's a lie. You need help. Jesus is your help. Get reconnected. Come back in. You don't have to fight this fight alone. He's with you. Maybe you need that empowerment. You're saved. You got help on board that you're not using. You're not activated. Which is the Holy Spirit. He's our comforter. He's our strengthener. He's our standby. He's our intercessor. You will bring those things back to our remembrance, which God have told us to do. He'll even show us those things that's in the future. All you got to do is ask. Say, God, I need the Holy Spirit. I need that help. Because if they hit me, I want to hit them back. But you told me not to. Those things I don't understand. And you said the teacher would teach me those things. And maybe you don't have a place to worship. We at Destiny would love to have you here. Pastor David would love to be your father. And to point you towards the destiny that God has for you and for your life. Because each one of us have a different path and a plan that God has for us. But when you reach that destiny and walk therein, whatever giants in the land, you know you're in the place and you know that's where God wants you to be and God is with you. So whatever your need is on today, I'm going to ask all the believers to stand. We are believing God for your situation and your circumstance. That God will help you during this time. That you will not give up. That you will hold on. said, by grace are we saved. It was the grace of God. Free. I like to say amazing grace. Because it just wasn't average. It was amazing. That he sent his son to die for us. And that same amazing grace is your help to help you fight the good fight of faith 
to help you live the life that he has for you. To help you with the middle, with the chaos, with the uncertainty, with the up and down, with the changes that the middle comes with. To help us get to that happily ever after ending in heaven. That's why we live this life. that we might see him. That he might say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And we don't know when that day gonna be. People are dying daily. When I look in obituaries, it don't discriminate. I've seen young, I've seen old, I've seen middle age. We all got a day, we just don't know that day. And we need to be ready for when that day and he call your name, you are ready to meet him. If you are alive and yet breathing, you have another opportunity to get it right, to make it right with him. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We would not just be merely hearers of the word, but we would do what you have commissioned and have commanded us to do. That we would take our seat of authority. That we will fight the good fight of faith. That the prayers that you have, that we have prayed unto you, that we will wait, we will watch and pray until you bring them to path in our situation. We will not listen to the voices of the enemy to distrust you because we know that you are our help. We know that you will not withhold no good thing from us as we walk upright and pleasing unto you. We know that you will give us the desires of our heart. So we stand armored up waiting on you. We pray for our young people. We pray for our sons that you will bless and protect them. We plead the blood of Jesus over their lives right now in the name of Jesus. That no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. that they would get out the wrong place and get into the right place with you in the name of Jesus. That you would save their lives in the name of Jesus. We pray for our community. You see the city of Flint. We stand in a gap for a turnaround in this place. You see our state. We intercede on behalf of the state of Michigan that jobs will come into this place, that ways will be made out of no way in this place, that help will be given to the people in this state. In the name of Jesus, we hold our governor, our mayor up before you. We pray for President Trump. Only you can turn it around. 
Only you can fix it. But we pray to a God that can do more than we can ever think or dream of. We're not going to stop praying. We're going to yet believe you. And our people that's here, those that are listening, those that are watching, you see the need. You know what they're standing in need of. You know the petitions that they have put up before you. Thank you for answering in a prayer. Thank you for being a God that answered prayer. Thank you for making a way. Thank you for healing that one right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving insight and direction right now in the name of Jesus. So they won't go down the right, wrong path, but they will go down the path that you have set. Order their steps, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give them a clear vision, a clear direction in the name of Jesus. Help us to be the salt and the light in our communities, in our homes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give us favor with man as we have favor with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We are victorious in every battle we face and fight because of you, Lord, and we thank you for it. We thank you for empowering us. Thank you for your empowerment. Thank you for what you're doing and how you are moving in this place and in the lives of those that we are praying for. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. That are watching, we thank you. We are at 1011 Hammond Street. Service started at 1030 on Sunday morning. Tuesdays, we are here at 6.30 for Bible study. Come and fellowship with us. Those that are here, it's going to be a great week because God is with you. You are empowered to do all that he has commanded for you to do. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.